Hey, Peter. Hey. Uh, could you... Ex- wait, 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 wait. I've only got 60 seconds. Oh, we should hurry it up then. Yeah, hurry it Let's up. Let's speed along. Let's go. What do we got? Let's go. Okay. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. This is the You'll Hear Podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to you, speed it along. Yeah, no, I got it. Sorry. Music advice coming at you. Did you have to look at your notes for that? <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, I like to confirm. It's called confirmation bias. This is an open studio podcast, of course. Uh, so, Peter, what are we talking about today? We are talking about can you learn to play jazz piano or can you learn to do anything? Yeah. Can we broaden this a little bit? Sure. No, but specifically, can you learn jazz piano um, in 60 seconds? No. <laughs> I can tell I you straight gonna... up, no. <laughs> You'll hear it. Um, <laughs> or I guess we should probably be more aptly named, um, what can exactly can you learn in 60 seconds? What can you learn? And why are we talking, why is, is this arbitrary, the 60 second no. demarcation on the clock that we've placed? No, you know what's amazing in our modern world? Yeah. An app like TikTok, yeah. right? a seemingly benign some would say, is it is it seemingly benign? <laughs> seemingly, some would say incredibly uh, moronic <laughs> app of people dancing. That's how it started. Just it people was, doing dances. The has, TikTok dance. Has, the TikTok I love change. dancing. Nothing wrong with dancing. Nothing wrong with dancing. Late. I love a good dance. Nothing <laughs> wrong. But it has changed the way people are teaching not just music but yeah. a lot of different things because you have to be able to do it in a very short amount of time. Yep. And it has changed even the way here at Open Studio, we've approached some of our sort of front facing uh, uh, educational videos. Yeah. And so, yeah, so TikTok's influence is now ubiquitous amongst most social media posters, especially if you're trying to teach anything. Yeah. You have to have your shorts game together, right? Your 60 second or less education game together. And it begs the question, is that valuable? I think actually it is. Uh, we've been working on it now for several weeks. And well, don't give away the answer to this episode already. I now mean, people like, you said it is. Wait, first you said you couldn't. Now right. you say you can. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you can't learn how to play jazz piano in 60 seconds, obviously. But can you learn something about Yeah, jazz? I actually think, in my experience with this, yeah, actually. And, and the the fact that it forces the, the content maker to distill something down into a Content very content maker show. candlestick shaker <laughs> the fact that it forces us to to, to boil it down if I think only we could do that a, on this podcast oh God. <laughs> can't 20 can't minutes do we have a minute of good information on here probably yeah but per it's, 20. it's just baked into a 35 minute episode <laughs> right right yeah. well we were a little bit uh ahead of the game but a little bit off mark as as well i should say myself on you the, were very much ahead of the game because 10 11 years ago i was doing two minute jazz that's right which felt short at the time turns out it was twice too long Too long yeah yeah although tiktoks can be that long can they yeah no. yeah it's the youtube and so can instagram <laughs> right we, we've been doing um and as much as we're you've mentioned tiktok we're actually going to be looking at some youtube shorts today okay but the idea is like all these it's a short format that everyone's right. talking about that's right right vertical format so to be consumed ideally on your mobile device on that's your right. phone um so it's, it's actually and that's more important than, than you're going to realize, I think a lot of people are going to realize the aspect ratio. And with our first example, we'll see why. But how you create content as a filmmaker, we're filmmakers. You're a filmmaker. Did yeah, you know that? Sure. Yeah, that, that put a smile yeah, on his let's, face. Let's say, let's say that's true. But, you know, if you're doing it in the landscape mode, which was 
henceforth is that, is that what Spielberg preferable. calls it? <laughs> yeah, cinematic <laughs> mode. Um, but now when you go to portrait or vertical mode, it really brings up some interesting issues if you play piano in terms of like what can be fitted, how you're going to present the material. And you've only got a minute, so you got to present it in a way that's like I think instructive. Weirdly, piano works in the vertical mode. Because of the vertical, like Especially if you're looking if you at your head like this, yeah. If you're looking yeah. at the keys sideways, it yeah. actually looks better because the keys are so you know long sideways. Yeah. As for instance, our keyboards here. If you look at the, if you go back to the main yeah. shot, Caleb, like you could see all of the keys here. This well, that would way. be a good. Yeah, that's kind of what we do. No, like this would be a great like, vertical so if, you, come if here, you just wanted to get the table. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is probably preferable. Yeah, this is gripping content for the pod for the audio podcast. No, Thank but you this guys is part of it here. though. Like, yeah. you know, you have to think about how it's presented and what the what the frame looks like. And yeah. I think the vertical video is not bad for the piano, actually. Yeah. Well, let's jump into some examples and we can talk as we go. First up, we have um, our friend, friend of the pod. He forgot about the pod, but he's back on that board was with so the pod. so hilarious, man. <laughs> Rick Beato, um, who, of course, we talked about last week with his um, really important interview with Keith Jarrett. Um, but Rick has done for quite some time, he was kind of a pioneer, at least in terms of what I saw with really quality, of course, this is guitar uh, mostly um, guitar, one minute, quick lessons, he calls them. He put them all together as a course, in fact. Yeah. Uh, but really getting some inf interesting information. And when we talk about the aspect ratio, you see here how he's already having to get the guitar. Because, you know, some guitars are like showing you cool stuff. Yeah. But they're not, they're holding it more comfortably for I them. Think, I think this is harder on guitar than his piano, ironically. Right, right. And he, I actually talked with him about this. He, he went to great lengths to get it so that you could see the hands and that you could present things in a way. thing to practice when you're warming up is taking a one to five to one to five progression and practice improv over it so that the listener can hear where the chords change. I'm going to start on A minor and go to E7, go to A minor, go to E7. So, I Quick mean, lesson. this is probably a great, you know, it, it, this is one of the great examples of like, you know, just do one thing. You could learn that. I mean, a guitar player, uh, especially, this is not necessarily a beginner, but it's a little bit more beginner-esque, right? Because um, yeah, you're reading off the tab. I would say it's like an intermediate lesson. Intermediate. Yeah. Beginners you, couldn't do this, but if you can kind of play, this would help to unlock some sort of theoretical things as well as some, some practical, I can play this kind of thing. And some good stuff to practice. And yeah. then because it's guitar, you can go into other keys too then, right? Just by oh, shifting so up easy. and down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, but that's good. And it's presented well. You can see the tab. You can see his hands really well. Also, it's a good exercise to be able to outline chords uh, clearly. I remember when I was a student, uh, I took a couple of lessons with Aaron Goldberg, who's actually not that much older than me. But yeah. Aaron's great. You know Aaron, right? He's yeah. a great pianist. And he had me doing this on rhythm changes very deliberately. Like, mm. can can you outline these changes very clearly? Right, you know, right. In a similar way. And then I guess the question becomes like, in seeing a video, if you don't have access to Aaron Goldberg sitting right there with them live or Rick Beato, like watch in one minute something that you might be able to practice if you're at the at this right level for this for like an hour. Yeah, if this if is, you really pay attention, this yeah. puts more on the student. That's right, right to really watch because he can't explain you know everything about put your hands he's explaining one thing and there's a lot of assumptions in terms of correct technique but he is showing that so yeah. it's not like you're just reading written instructions for it and i what i like about this format actually and we can get into it uh, i know we have one of mine queued up uh, somewhere around here but yeah this one so 
I've gotten some, not not a lot, but a couple people who are like, hey, can you either give a, a sh- the sheet music of this or yeah. can you slow this down? Oh. But I'm, what I, and I, and I won't because what's so great about this is, you know, they just loop right. over, they're short and they just loop over and over again. So if you're really hungry for this information, you can just keep watching again and again and try to get it. And that's actually more valuable than, you know, a piece of, of sheet music or something right. of it, you know, and I like and that's this part format. of the le- part of the learning process, right? It's part of the learning that's process. The year training. I think it's easier to communicate that to students in this format than it is in a 20 minute lesson where it's like, just listen to it again and again. Well, who's got time to listen to a 20 minute lesson, right? 10 times. Yeah. But it's you like, you have time to do this 10 times, right? What's the proportion of teaching and viewing, which could be watch it as many times as you need to go right. back or whatever. Um, and I should say, we're not going to get into it here, but there are ways, just so you know, they're very easy to search and find out, to slow these down. A lot of people are like, can't you slow it down? How do you slow down these videos? Google it. Well, you Because I can't remember, actually. If you're on your phone here, you can simply, and if you don't know this, like on Instagram and I think on TikTok and, and YouTube Shorts, you can simply hold your finger on the screen and it'll pause. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying you can actually slow these down without changing the pitch. Really? Yeah. Oh, on, uh, on Sound Chrome. Slice. On Chrome. On Chrome. Yeah. Oh, snap. Key of S, diatonic seventh chords. Have you seen that guy? Up the scale. Oh, this is great. Drop two. Now we have the secondary dominant for each one. Except the seventh. The seventh kind of sucks. <laughs> now we put that secondary Why thumbs down, it, bro. third in the bass. So one danger, I, I, I love this, it's such a good thing. One danger for students, for all these kinds of videos, not just Adam's here, but like if you find something that you like, and this is a great one, you can learn so much from it, go through it the way that the creator presented. If you trust enough to practice this, like sometimes people watch stuff, oh, this is cool, I'm going to move on, or wait, I want to learn how to do that. If this resonates and you trust Adam, which you should, then go through how he does it. I fear some people will try to be like, oh, I love that Musa, I've never known how to do that, and jump right to this, and then they're missing yeah. a lot of what you're giving. You're moving through it relatively quickly but it's very clear so so people you have in order to get the most out of these you have to have the discipline i think of to of to work through it's kind of like when you go through the textbook and then you see a picture on the fifth page but you haven't really read and you want to jump to there you're not going to get as much out of it i think yeah take your time yeah well what i love about this is this is kind of backing up what i said at the beginning about i think the value of these shorts is that we is that the creator does have to break it down because you know this is from a 45 minute session on Open Studio Pro yeah. that we've been doing, you know, whenever we do a new song on the Repertoire Club at Open Studio Pro, like if we were to do, when we did Out of Nowhere, I did this exercise, I think the second or third mm. session for Out of Nowhere in the key of G, because I find that for a lot of people, it's helpful to, if you're, especially if you're a beginner, to be like, okay, we're in the key of G. What are the diatonic seventh chords? Mm. So that's that first part of that, right? Yeah. What are the diatonic seventh chords in the key of G? And then what are their secondary dominants? Because like 90% of standards are diatonic second chords and secondary dominants in some way. And then you can work on the various voicing structures in there as well. So having to put a 45-minute session into a 60-second block came up, you know, I came up with this really nice exercise with it 
because it forces you to be like, okay, what's important about this? So it's important that you understand this is all based off of just secondary dominant, or sorry, uh, diatonic seventh chords yeah. and secondary dominant chords and then the different voicing structures of the secondary dominant chords. And that's music, baby. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, and I think these are the kind of exercises and you know presentations that really um, I would encourage folks to look out for because you can get so much for them. It's like content. Um, I mean, we used to look at these in different technical exercises or etudes or could be a lot of different things, but things that you practice that teach you concepts without you even realizing. You understand the concept from the material. You might not understand all the words or all the stuff that's actually not that important, but it instills in you these very... Um, well, they're not necessarily basic principles because like this is a, a fairly advanced kind of a thing, but they're very fundamental, things right? To, yeah, they, fundamental they, things to be on the lookout for. Is your right, and for your ear to, be, yeah. to understand it, for your hands to make connections. So, and it kind of forces you to fill in some of the blanks, although you're showing everything to play there, yeah. but because you're not going through it in 45 minutes, it forces the student to be an active that's right. student, an active listener, an active participant, to be curious. And that's what I love about the short format because when we have a limited time like this podcast we kind of oversplain sometimes you've heard of mansplaining we've done this on the podcast and i mansplained yeah. my way through it on that <laughs> you yeah. oversplained it yeah, yeah yeah all right let's go to another one here let's go to um amy nolte friend of the pod friend she's, of this friend of open studio well, she's, does, she's done some master classes for us she's done some master class and she's really crushing this short game she's got this format here where she's obviously holding her camera in front of her hands at the piano yeah. i've done that look before but i don't i my my chubby little paws don't look as elegant as her finely uh, tuned piano technique does and that's the kind of blingy ring she's got on she's too, always so got check it really out. good uh, concepts as well you know with these things with the, like, the one-handed thing it's, which is hard to do by the Come way from yeah. so shout out to Amy scales. for that you build them by stacking minor thirds on top of each other right, just clear clean all four notes can be found in that scale. I wish somebody explained this to me when I was trying to find that out. That another diminished chord can be built from the same scale. Ah! <laughs> diminished chord. So awesome. Yeah, and I mean, look, this this is a, another kind of way that these uh, shorts can excel. Just explain one concept in really a different way because no one ever explained it to me like that yeah. with the other. I mean, I kind of figured that out. And some people might say, well, isn't that better if you figured it out? Maybe, maybe not. There's still a lot that this will unlock more things for you to figure out by that limitation of the minute. Yeah, I mean, most people are not going to come away from the 60-second video and be like, oh, I finally get diminished scale harmony from that 60-second. But it's like the repetitiveness of it, keep coming back to it. Someone with from this short, yeah. after probably hearing this sound or knowing about this maybe, someone from the short had a big light bulb moment yep. and then it like locked in. So exactly. can you learn this in 60 seconds? No, but can this be unlocked for you in 60 seconds? Right. Yeah, can. And can it give you 60 minutes or even six days of practice? I mean, you take this through all the keys, although yeah. diminished, that's that's another thing. There's, there's only three. But I mean, it's kind of the difference between, um, I would almost say, I don't want to speak out of turn and create new terminology that we didn't approve before the podcast, but it's like jazz piano porn versus jazz piano instruction. 
or just music instruct. It's like so j- jazz piano porn is like if you go through and you see Herbie playing for a minute, like ripping through or Bill Evans okay. or Oscar Peters. Okay, so this it's is like, great. It's like yeah, food porn. Food you know, porn. Got it. but then the actual Why instru- does it sound dirtier when you say jazz piano? <laughs> jazz piano porn. But people say food porn all they the time. They do, and right? it's like totally uh, not a, a non issue, but for some reason it sounds sketchy. When you <laughs> say jazz piano porn. Jazz piano porn. But the idea of like it's great. It's fun to look at, but you're not getting any. Well, yeah, of course you're getting something out of it. Seeing Herbie Hancock yeah, rip for no, a minute. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like this is sort of like with food porn versus these TikToks and shorts that actually teach you how to do something. Right. You know, I've it, learned stuff from those. You it's know, like watching those food instructional It's like things. the difference between watching Anthony Bourdain eat a delicious <laughs> meal in right, like where Thailand. It's so beautifully yeah, filmed. And he's like, oh. And then watching like Jacques Pepin quarter a chicken, <laughs> which is not as like right as uh, maybe as like uh, unbelievable. But you could learn like, how to make your dish better, so that when you yeah, present your food porn, totally. it works. And I mean, that's the thing I think that Amy has hit here is like visually, this is all about learning. It's not about like you know she's such a great player and singer and stuff. She could like just sort of play and sing, and it's going to look great and sound great. But this is really about showing like she's really nailed exactly what you need to see. She's got the tech up there nothing fancy but the but the instruction is very fancy and very beneficial i think um nari soul okay so this i really love nari soul is a fantastic pianist uh encourage you to check her channel out she's got really good long form videos but i think she does cool stuff with the no talking style of which we've tried to steal she's brilliant at this yeah Her graphics are so good too. Yeah. Very clear. Enjoyable. Also, this is a great lesson. A great lesson. Throw a little cabin in the mountain at the end instead of the beginning, but I like that idea. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So, this is, I think, is an example of the type, and we've done some of these where it's like one concept that you can apply to yeah. many, that can, like, like to your point about unlocking something, but unlock to potentially many different ways to practice. And this is, yeah, and uh, such a great concept too. This is this has been a game changer for me over the years of having to remind myself that like, you don't want to play loudly, you want to play strong, mm. or you want a brave and bold sound, not, yeah. a, not loud, right? Or instead of soft, think gentle right like it can be a it's a subtle shift right but it changes how you your hand moves on right. this thing so this is brilliant the way she just demo she and, and look at the elements of this right she's demonstrating right she's showing you how you can hear the she's showing not telling i mean she's telling a little bit with the with the with the text but basically she's showing she's showing but she's also showing you the difference how yeah. it goes and like giving you a structure of how you can do it it's right. really really smart and well done yeah because she's repeating the same thing but showing you different ways and i mean her technique's so good and i think anytime you look it's kind of like what you were talking about with the food with the chefs or whatever when you're watching somebody with really good technique just by observing that you're going to learn a lot because you start to see what the possibilities are the possibilities of playing the piano or the trumpet or the saxophone or the souffle machine is not a souffle machine. Is that's not a thing. What's a souffle machine? What's, 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 the, what's the equivalent of a <laughs> no, 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 a souffle? No, no, what's you a souffle, put it in a machine? souffle machine? You're talking about an oven, <laughs> put it in a pan, mother. <laughs> like our friend the cheetah says, no, an oven, right? Exactly, an oven. <laughs> it's just. It's just a also tool. known as a souffle machine. <laughs> Hashtag souffle machine. In, what is the equivalent in in, in uh, cooking to a, an instrument? An uh, like like a like an oven or a or a range. Sue me. I like to make it so, I like to make it sound fancier than your <laughs> than, than your basic terms. Okay, souffle machine. 
Um, anyway, so we look at the possible, oh, look at all these possibilities of this. No, this is just a bunch of buttons, right? Yeah. And the oven is just, when you put the oven in my hands, it is not a souffle machine. It's a burning <laughs> apparatus. It is a house, <laughs> it is a, a house destroyer. It's a, exactly. Yeah. It's a dangerous thing. But, you know, when you have great YouTubers, not YouTubers, just great pianists that... Um, also great YouTubers. That are also great YouTubers. Yeah, but demonstrating stuff, that's about showing you what the possibility. So then you can take that to your practice no matter what level you're at. I mean, I got a lot out of seeing this. I was like... Yeah, I mean, because I love these foundational ways of just like practicing something that's very basic, but taking it over like super, could be very advanced stuff, whatever it is that you can do. So totally. she nailed it on here. She did. Um, let's see. Okay, so this is another one uh, that I liked. I actually know Jeremy. This is We Art Play. He has a really good Instagram thing, but this is, check this out. I love this too. We're gonna get copyright thing. We gotta talk over this so we don't get copyright thing. That's right. I love me some silk, some Bruno Mars, and the guy with the funny hat on drums. All right, stop. Okay. Stop, stop. <laughs> stop singing or stop the video. <laughs> oh man, the autoplay is on, going crazy. Okay, so this type of video I think is really good because it shows you one like basic thing. It's almost like a little bit of a cheat code, right? Yeah. A little bit of a cheat sheet to like, oh, I love the way that sound is. So this, I mean, I don't want to say this is for the more of the lazy player, but it is a little bit. And this is a little bit of a danger area, I would say, because ideally you're listening to this and going over and figuring this stuff out and developing your ears as you go, right? Yeah. So maybe this isn't a great one. No, this is this is good. Like people, you got to meet people at all levels, and even if they yeah. get interested, you know, I, I'm I'm shocked at the amount of people that don't know that they can do this themselves, right? right? And so sometimes you have to see somebody doing this to realize, like, oh, this is something that people do. They go to records, they get it, they figure it out. Right. I can do that, you know. Right, and so right. the more that you and people like you and I preach, like, yeah, that's the way that you actually learn how to do it right. correctly, or the way that that's you good. Learn. So this could inspire people to be like, oh, I can figure that out. I it's think so, not, and, it, and it demystifies it as to your point. Meeting people where they are, you got the the dopio keyboard, so you can see what's happening. So those on the pod here, basically, it's just there's no video. Or, I mean, there's video. It's just playing on the keys, showing the exact basic voices with this, you know. Massive hit by Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, whatever, but it's showing the chord change. It's like a very simple lead sheet. That's right. Yeah. And you know what's cool about this one too is like it could also, I think, <laughs> it, it, first of all, it's good to like give Silk Sonic and modern music this kind of treatment because yeah. uh, we have, there's so many people who are like, nothing good has ever made anymore or whatever. Right. This is like a huge hit. The Jazz Police massive come after pop hit. And this is like really interesting chord progression, really interesting chords, great production, like really good stuff. And I would challenge some of the jazz police that come after this stuff. Like, can you sit down and hear this by ear? You yeah. know what I mean? In all keys, you know, in all microtones, you know, challenge depends on how, how accepted. challenge accepted. Exactly. But I mean, this is, I probably learned more to develop my ears um, because I was doing it earlier, like, like from Michael Jackson Thriller. Like that record came out when I was 12 years old, 12, 13 years old, yeah. right? Ever heard of it? Thriller. So a lot of, of copies. I've heard of it, yeah. But like learning those tunes or trying to off the radio. And then I had the, 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 the cassette recorder. But I remember my parents got mad. Like, you can't record that. That's piracy. But I was recording because I was trying to go back on the cassette so I could hear it. Because otherwise, before that, I was literally like, you'd wait till the song was going to come on. Yeah. And like beat it was, I mean, it would come on every hour. And then you, I'd go over to the piano and try to catch the chords. So, I mean, 
I really learned a lot. I couldn't play a lot of it, but that's the kind of beginnings. To, Those are to good that chords kind of too. Things. They are good chords. Yeah. Okay, we're going to try something a little bit fun here. Let me see if I can do this. Oh, instead of drudgery that we usually... <laughs> Did we hit everything we wanted to? I mean, there's so many different other ones, you know. No, I think we got it. Okay. We got it. So we're going to come here. Let's just go to... Let's get that back up. We're going to go just go to YouTube here. And we're going to search jazz piano chords. And we're just going to see what comes up and look for one more. Because some people discover these. You know, we're going to some of our favorites. But there's a lot of people just sort of slopping around the internet, if you will. Um, and because... Oh, oh well, that's one that. of ours. Oh, wow. Well, how did that happen? But we're going to come down here to shorts. And we're going to go to, which one do we want to check out? Uh, this one has 634,000 yeah, that views. That's a lot. So we're going to hope that this is going to be brilliant. Oh, Bill Hinton. He's got good stuff. Oh, they, no. No? Worst chord ever. Oh, that's... <laughs> okay, so... That's a good chord. Okay, yeah, let's talk about why is this... You have a... You're, this is a pet peeve of yours, isn't it? I got this the, is not a set. I kind of got in trouble for this one. <laughs> a lot of people... Middle C, so that's good. He's Give giving me you some, some visuals. That I don't like this chord. That's terrible. Because root position. It's a it's a stack of thirds. Easy and jazz piano. So why does this have so many views then? Explain explain that man. Explain that for me. No jazz. I mean, listen, it. everybody starts somewhere for okay. sure. And I don't. I didn't. I'm not trying to belittle you if you're. But then that's but then kind you of. go right into this rootless F7 <laughs> with the nine and the thirteen. F thirteen. Like yeah. why couldn't you make the the C just move one note? Right. Or even or just take a note one, off. Three, seven, right? Yeah. Interesting. That's yeah. All you gotta do. Right, let's let's critique this. Keep repeating that pattern, and with your right hand, play any note between these two E's. I mean, it's not bad actually. Try two notes. tutorial on my youtube channel but i mean just there's some ideas i like the but is this how it's done really though is this how it's done is this not. how is this how beginners learn about improvising I mean, is maybe no. start start with a song start you should start by learning a song with a bass line no that is more swinging and will teach you more about impro improvisation. I'm not, I'm not being pedantic here. No, that no, will no, be right. teach you more about improvisation and swing. Yeah. And how the world of melody and harmony even works. Even if you did one, three, seven, right? Even if you did one, three, seven. Yeah. Then I think that. And no, not, not, I, I'm not trying to discourage anybody for doing what you want to do or, or how you want to do it. But just so you know, starting with a song will be more effective. Yeah. And will teach you more uh, deeply and faster. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do a short with C Jam Blues. There we go. Big shout out to Duke. That's Allentown. what I'm talking about. Well, the other Peter, thing is, Peter Martin should do a short with C Jam Blues. We're doing that today. Yeah, do it. It's coming at you soon. Come on, because you'll hear it. <laughs> 